The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Ten now, Stephen Donnelly, the Minister for Health, has ruled out subsidised housing for healthcare workers. This uh, one of the suggestions, alongside something like a a Dublin allowance or a Dublin waiting, as a way of dealing with shortcomings and vacancies in the healthcare sector. I listened to what one nurse had to say to Andrea Gilligan lunchtime live on lunchtime live rather earlier today on these issues. And it was a revelation to me when I started working in London as a nurse in the 90s that, like, you know, we got, I think it was between £1,500 sterling extra compared to, you know, kind of student nurses who graduated who were working outside of London. And then it got me thinking about kind of the situation in Dublin. So it just doesn't seem to be something that's come up in the political discourse around the cost of living for people who are in the capital. So like London currently, if you're working for um, the civil or public service, like nurse, teacher, police, um, you can get up to 20% more on your basic salary because you're living in inner London and working in inner London. And actually, you don't even have to be living in inner London, but actually working there. So they have different zones and the pace scales relate to that. Private companies can do as they please because they don't tend to have pay scales. Yeah, that's what one nurse had to say to Andrea a little bit earlier. As I said, Stephen Donnelly has ruled this out. He's ruled out subsidised housing as well uh, for the likes of nurses. David Cullinan is Sinn Féin's health spokesperson. Uh, David, was the minister right to rule these out? Well, I think in the first instance, the minister needs to take his uh, head out of the sand and recognise and acknowledge that we do have a real crisis here in relation to housing which is having an impact right across the economy and indeed across many public services, but particularly health, where we are finding it difficult to attract nurses and other healthcare professionals into uh, the public health sector. We know that there's a myriad of reasons as to why many of our graduates are leaving. Some obviously graduates just want to go outside of Ireland for experience, but many are forced to go because of the cost of living crisis, uh, because of the pressures of working on the front line in healthcare. But also housing has been cited now as the number one reason as to why many graduates are leaving and why many nurses who are working in the public sector have either emigrated or are considering emigrating. So if I was in the minister's shoes, the first thing I would do is engage with the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation with the Minister for Housing. As Sinn Féin's housing spokesperson, Owner Bryn and I will meet with the INMO over the next number of weeks. We will discuss their proposals. But in the very short term, the first responsibility of government is to meet its own targets in relation to affordable housing. It hasn't done that. And at the very least, what we need are much more ambitious, social but affordable housing targets which need to be met. And I think that would take some of the pressure away from the private rented sector, but it would also deal somewhat with the challenges that obviously those right across the economy are facing in relation to housing supply. But, but I mean, were you to meet with the INMO and were they to say, listen, a, a Dublin waiting, as it were, is a, is a good idea. I mean, will you agree with them that there's problems with it? I mean, it, it's existed in London for a long time. And even in London, they say, listen, it's not ideal. You've got these kind of, um, you know, boundaries wherein somebody living kind of a few metres away from somebody else is getting paid less than them. Well, I think you have to look at the practicalities of whatever proposals are being brought forward. I don't think that we can rule anything out and take anything off the table. But I've always had the view that whatever proposals that we in Sinn Féin bring forward have to be costed in the first instance, but also have to be practical and deliverable. Uh, Any option which would alleviate the pressures on the housing crisis obviously needs to be examined. We certainly will engage with the INMO and public sector Uh, healthcare trade unions and other uh, trade unions represent other public sector workers because this is also impacting 
on Angarda Síochána, on the defence forces in many uh, areas of the public sector, but also the private sector as well. I think we have to look at the practicalities of what's been proposed. But what I would say to all public sector healthcare trade unions and to those who are victims of the housing crisis, the biggest priority for, for me and I would say for any government has to be to increase supply. We have to increase the supply of social and affordable homes. And for the year just gone, the government had a target of 4,000 uh, affordable homes. They came nowhere near that. That's the target again for this year. So I suspect that, again, the government will fall far short of even its own targets. And I think that's the frustration that people have. If we had a government that was setting really ambitious targets, which, by the way, uh, much higher targets have been identified by the ESRI and others as well. It's not just Sinn Féin saying this. But if we had much more ambitious targets and those targets were being met and we Mm. had genuinely affordable homes being delivered, I think that would take a huge amount of pressure off. But in relation to that question about subsidising homes in in Dublin and and other options, I think we have to look at the practicalities of that. Uh, And certainly we will engage with the INM over the next number of weeks to see exactly what they are proposing. If Sinn Féin were in government and they had these kind of radically more ambitious targets, 50,000, 60,000 homes per annum, who'd build them? Well, our targets, first of all, are 20,000 social and affordable homes, which, uh, again, I don't believe is is a radical proposition that's been uh, put forward. I think it is realistic and is deliverable. We've been saying to the Minister for Housing for some time that a lot of the red tape and bureaucracy which exists in relation to the building of public housing has not been dealt with. I know there's a deep frustration from the CEOs of councils, for example, that the level of bureaucracy that exists between having to get funding from the Department of Housing, public expenditure, the public spending code, all of the different phases and hoops that local authorities have to go through have been identified as problems for some time. The local authorities essentially opted out of housing during the Celtic Tiger years. Huge capacity in planning, for example, and in staffing uh, was taken out of local authorities and that hasn't ratcheted up to the extent that it should so they're all practical things that we need done and have to be done and it is going to take some time to do that but the government simply have been ignoring all of these uh, problems and and we've been pushing the government to deal with these issues so yes uh, it is going to take increasing capacity in local authorities to be able to scale up we believe that should be done we believe it's possible and the 20,000 breakdown of uh, houses that uh, public houses we want built on a yearly basis is twelve thousand social houses and eight thousand affordable housing houses, which is four thousand cost purchase and mm. four thousand cost rental. The government uh, are saying four thousand a year, and I believe that they'll be lucky to reach a thousand uh, of that uh, if 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 the current projections are correct. And that's an appalling uh, record. So we're far far behind where we need to be yeah. on affordable housing. David Colnan, Sinn Féin's health, health spokesperson. Uh, David, thanks a million for joining us. Good Dr. Rory Hearn is with us as well, Assistant Professor of Social Policy at Maynooth University, the author of GAFs. Rory, I, I mean, is, is it good policy to be subsidising certain categories of workers in the teeth of a housing crisis? Well, I think there has to be um, emergency measures like this. When we look at the reality and, and you look at what the INMO are saying, they're saying that, for example, the National Children's Hospital mightn't be able to open services because they can't access staff. And they point to, for example, rental in the Dublin 8 area, you know, one bedroom apartments between 1300 a month to 1800 a month. 
and point out that, you know, for a, a nurse starting um, the wage of 33000 a year, an, an 1800 a month rent is 70% of a nurse's take-home pay. So the, the, we're facing a crisis situation in our health, and this is, it's been highlighted for a while by the um, health unions, but I think this is the first time we've seen it quite directly. The director of nursing and midwifery in the Rotunda um, outside the National Maternity Hospital said that housing specifically was affecting recruitment of nursing staff. So we're in a situation where the lack of housing and the lack of affordable housing is directly affecting the delivery of, of frontline health services. So I think issues like giving subsidies towards accommodation for nurses has to be looked at. Um, and, you know, even things like um, David was talking there about different ideas, but if we go even more immediate than that, the eviction ban, for example, um, I was uh, contacted by a nurse a number of months ago who was living in a rented home with her son. Uh, her landlord was selling up. She was being essentially, um, you know, she had to leave and she was in Dublin. She couldn't afford the market rent anywhere. She was going to have to, um, her son was going to have to move somewhere else. Uh, her, it was a, a son in his late teens. Um, and she was going to have to go in to try and find some student nurse uh, accommodation in one of the hospitals. Like we're, you know, this is the situation. Nurses are going to be part of the tenants evicted um, in the coming months. So an immediate thing, I think, is to reinstate that eviction ban would actually give security to nurses as well who are in yeah. this situation. The, the, the next question then inevitably becomes, if you do this for nurses, you'd have to do it then for other categories of workers as well, wouldn't you? I mean, you'd have to do it for junior doctors and for guardie and for teachers. And then it you, becomes you a question would. of where you draw the line. It does. And, and, you know, similarly, in schools in Dublin, you, you're, you've covered this in your show, um, that there are many schools in Dublin who can't fill teacher posts and have classrooms being covered by special needs assistance because they can't access, te- they can't get teachers mm. to fill classrooms. And, you know, some schools have told me they think there might be classes that can't open this September because they can't get teachers because teachers can't afford the rent. So, in a crisis situation, I think you have to do things that aren't ideal, um, but there has to be some way to ensure services keep going um, and that we have, that you know, workers can access housing. The INMO's proposal is specifically around the um, ring-fenced provision of affordable housing for nurses within yeah. development. And, and I think that makes sense. There's a logicality around um, large hospitals. So, you know, Dublin in certain parts of Dublin where we have the likes of the new children's hospital, that certain uh, allocations of new public and affordable housing and indeed private housing would be ring-fenced for health staff. How how close are we to the point where we need sector-specific modular housing? We think about modular housing as a way of dealing with people kind of in emergency accommodation or uh, asylum seekers, for example, but sector-specific modular housing. I know people who work in construction in Ireland would have experienced that this maybe, you know, working on a port in Rotterdam. They'd have been living in barges out in sea. Well, I suppose we have to be very clear about modular housing. There's different um, types of modular housing. You know, I don't know kind of, about the kind of very temporary form of modular housing, not kind of the modular build that ends up being permanent. Like, like yeah. Prefabs that you kind of, of fire, to get, fire together until you can until you can build something more permanent. Well, I think obviously that would be. I think a, a, 
a dreadful situation that you know health staff would have to be working out of prefabs or living in prefabs to try and find accommodation that's that's not suitable accommodation for people who are doing long shifts and, th- and that's the point the inmo make you know you've nurses uh you know doctors are doing very very long shifts and in in the current situation they're having to commute huge distances to try and find affordable rent so it's not like you know all other uh types of work there's particular types of work that needs you know housing located you know very close to their place of employment and health is one of those and um, because as they made you know the point that you might have a nurse for example who can't afford to rent in dublin yeah. is having to go out to the you know the commuter belt is getting up at you know three in the morning to try and get in for a shift and then not you know getting home till maybe 11 or 12 at night and you know that's not sustainable no certainly not listen rory a pleasure thanks a million as always dr rory hearn assistant professor of social policy at maynooth university author of gas before him we spoke to Sinn fein's david cullinan as well the hard shoulder with kieran cuddy with nissan weekdays from four on news talk